Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. Parking at SFO is easy when you book online. You can choose dates and times in advance and secure the best rates to make your departure stress-free. Learn more at flysfo.com parking. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Michael Krasny. Governor Gavin Newsom is imposing a curfew on most California counties because of rising coronavirus case numbers. But the governor himself is raising eyebrows for attending a birthday party for a lobbyist friend at the exclusive French Laundry restaurant in Napa Valley. Also at the dinner, top officials from the California Medical Association will get the latest on the story. And then the recent surge of COVID cases and the resulting restrictions have many of us struggling with a serious case of pandemic fatigue. How are you holding up as we head into winter? And are you finding it harder or easier to cope as the months tick by? We'll get advice on how to manage in these unsettling times. That's all next after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. Governor Gavin Newsom this week announced a dramatic rollback of reopening plans, including a curfew in a majority of the state's counties. But the governor himself is under fire for attending a birthday party for a friend and powerful lobbyist at the exclusive French Laundry restaurant in Napa Napa Valley. Among the other attendees were top officials from the California Medical Association. Meanwhile, more details are emerging about a recent trip by a group of California officials to a conference in Maui, which is also raising eyebrows. What's your take on these stories? You can give us a call now and let us know your thoughts. Our toll-free number, 866-733-6786. Again, you can join us now at 866-733-6786 or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any questions you may have to forum at kqed.org. And here to fill us in is KQED politics and government reporter Katie Orr. Good morning, Katie. Good morning, Michael. Well, this is a little bit like uh, do as I say, not as I do. But aside from the terrible optics and, well, frankly, uh, what's being called hypocrisy and all this, what's the fallout been like? Well, I think that so far the fallout has been the worst for Governor Gavin Newsom. I mean, he has seen this story just sort of keeps going and going and leaking out. First, we got word from the San Francisco Chronicle that he had come to the dinner. Um, a few days later, there was a picture of him at the dinner that showed, you know, him sitting in close proximity to, uh, I believe it was about 11 other people, um, you know, at, at this party. Um, he had told us it was outside and it appears to have been in, in some kind of like like um, covered patio type situation. There were questions about, well, how many walls were open? And, you know, the whole point being like, was there good enough air circulation? I mean, and you can debate like the nitty gritty details like that. But as you mentioned, the bottom line is the optics look really bad. Um, I had actually asked the governor about 
uh, at his uh, one of his most recent news conferences that he attended, um, whether or not he thought he had lost his moral authority to talk to people in in the state about what they should be doing, um, you know, staying home for Thanksgiving, possibly and for Christmas, you know, imposing a curfew when it appears that he is flouting some of the guidelines that his own office created. Um, he said he was worried about that, but you know, it doesn't seem to have um, kind of quelled the the outrage that people are feeling. Yeah, the irony is the guidelines uh, out of uh, HHS secretary's office came out for private gatherings that particular day. The governor, however, did apologize. I don't know, did that quell anything when he said it was a big mistake and I own it? I mean, I think that's... <sighs> I think he was uh, certainly trying to do that. Um, there were people who said that he should have come out sooner. Um, the first press conference following that he was not at. Uh, he had his uh, Dr. Mark Galley was the one who uh, had faced the media um, and without the governor and he had to take the questions and the governor came out a few days later again and apologized after giving a pretty lengthy news conference on the COVID, you know, on the situation. So it wasn't even at the top of his list. Um, people will say, what else can he do? you know he messed up he he's acknowledging it uh but i just it's i think especially right now when so many people are making the hard choice to stay away from their families during thanksgiving um and and christmas i think it just stings uh the general public a lot i've seen you know people on twitter who say you know i'm a democrat and i i'm so angry about this so i i mean i think it's going to have a long lasting effect it, at least you know leave a bad taste in them in the mouth of, of voters it's also a 325 dollar meal although the governor paid for the meal that he and uh, the first partner as she's called jennifer siebel newsom uh, had that evening and yet there are people suffering economically from the pandemic who must look at that with some concern let's uh, i asked for listeners uh, take on this let's hear it first from you josh you're on the air good morning Josh, are you with us? Okay, uh, let me go to Arkady then. Arkady, are you with us? Well, let's try to get the phones uh, in order here. I'm not sure what's going on here. Um, but the reality is that this will probably continue to haunt the governor. Uh, right. As you say, even as members of his own party have been critical of him. And I wanted to segue into something else that's been going on, which has uh, also gotten a good deal of attention. And that's these legislators who went to Maui, um, essentially for what was supposed to be a meeting having to do with learning things about the pandemic and how to deal with the pandemic. You wonder why they couldn't have done it on Zoom. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of blowback on that as well, isn't there? Right. Um, this is an annual conference that happens in Maui. It's um, held by the Independent Voter Project. Um, they call themselves a, a nonpartisan group that was re um, uh, played a big role in the top two primary that we now have here in California. Um, so far, it's, I believe it's about seven lawmakers have confirmed that they are there, a mix of Republicans and Democrats. And uh, Chad Mays, who's the independent, uh, the only independent member of the state uh, legislature, legislature. Um, the lawmakers have largely defended them, their presence there as saying, you know, we're going to learn how to reopen um, safely. But again, Michael, it's just people are we the state has just 
had a curfew imposed on it. You know, you're really not supposed to leave your house between 10 p.m. and 5 a.m. And, you know, people might say, oh, I wasn't going to go out anyway. But it's still the government telling you when you can and cannot leave your house. And you have lawmakers in Hawaii while the state has the state government has imposed a travel advisory. They're saying if you leave the state when you come home, you should quarantine for 14 days because they do not want people traveling in and out of the state and bringing more cases of the virus here. And it makes it harder to track as well. And you have lawmakers going to Hawaii for, you know, I'm sorry, what essentially amounts to a a, a swanky conference. So Uh, Again, and especially I think for the Democrats, it's a bad look because they're the ones in charge in the state at all levels of government and they are telling people, you know, they're they're setting setting the rules and telling us what we should and should not be doing. And then you have members of their party going to Hawaii. I mean, we'd all like to go to Hawaii right now, but we're being told that's not the thing to do. Well, some of them paid their own way. It's about $500 a night at the Fairmont Hotel where they stayed. But nevertheless, uh, like I said, uh, you wonder, couldn't this have been done on Zoom? And you mentioned uh, uh, the nonprofit independent voter project. Uh, there was other money, though, that and lobbying money mainly that really was at the, uh, at the core of this uh, junket, for lack of a better word for it. Uh, we're talking about really going to Hawaii on somebody else's dime for many of these legislators. And uh, the reality is, when we talk about uh, where the money comes from, it's not entirely been disclosed, but maybe you can help us understand this, Katie, because in the past, uh, money has come from PG&E, it's come from Chevron, it's come from the prison guard union. Well, I think um, you you have to... uh assume that there is money that is coming from outside because lawmakers, a lot of them are not, you know, rich. Some of them are, but a lot of them are not. And so to fund a, you know, a week long stay at a very swanky um, hotel in Maui, yes, I mean, there is outside money. And these are why these conferences, you know, even happen. It's for access. I mean, people want to get access to these lawmakers, because, you know, they are the ones with the power. And so I think they should, we should note that the organizer said that the, the conference is much smaller than it has been in the past because of COVID. COVID, um, and they thought they could do it safely. Um, but still, it, it just raises a lot of of questions. You know, the other thing to note with Newsom, I wanted to get in here is that um, his, his children attend a private school as well. So they have been able to go back to school. Um, you know, and I'm not saying right or wrong, but it's just the fact that while they have been able to, many school children in California have not been able to. And that just further kind of cements, you know, kind of amplifies the fact that Newsom is above the, you know, the feeling that he is above a lot of people in the state. He has the money, the resources to do things in this pandemic that most people do not. And that doesn't help um, the, the his public image either. I think our phones are in working order, but let me read a couple comments first coming in by email. Beth writes, I'm livid. The photos of the birthday party Governor Newsom attended at the elite French Laundry Speak Volumes of the rank hypocrisy as well as the double standard elitist flaunt. There are millions of Californians who have had no birthday party since last February. And Pam writes, the fact that it was a large gathering is bad enough, but entertaining with lobbyists, it's not like we don't know how embedded they are, but the whole thing, especially with his daily COVID briefings, is just unseemly. And we should mention that Senator Dodd uh, uh, here in Northern California said, I don't apologize for this. Uh, it wouldn't have been, uh, nobody would have been critical of me if I had gone to Seattle or Portland uh, 
But when he left Napa, it was under an orange tier, he added, uh, with no travel prohibitions, uh, though actually the day of the conference it turned into a purple tier. And he's been criticized, hasn't he, Katie? I want to get our callers on here, but criticized by Senator Mike McGuire and Assembly Mark, Mark Levine, no less. Yeah, and we should make clear he is attending the conference in Maui versus um, uh, he was not at the birthday party with uh, Governor Gavin Newsom. But I do have to quibble. Yeah, I don't mean to conflate these. <laughs> right. No, I mean, yes, it's hard to keep track. But I do I do want to quibble maybe a little bit when he says people wouldn't complain if he went to Portland or Seattle. I think they would because the state is under a travel advisory. You're not supposed to. They're telling people not to drive two to three hours from their homes. So, you know, flying anywhere right now is just not a good idea. Well, here's Mike who says, I'm a realist. I couldn't care less where the governor goes. Governors do things I don't do, French Laundry included. And let's hear from uh, John in Pacifica. John, join us. You're on the air. Taking my call. Um, I've been a huge supporter of Governor Newsom, especially his adherence to science and making the hard, um, unpopular decisions that he's made. Um, and it's been such a huge contrast to the insane Trump and Washington response that we've had over the last nine or 10 months. But based upon him attending this elite party with lobbyists, it's just a huge black eye. And uh, we're further um, dog the, the governor going forward. And I don't see how he has any other position but to resign as a governor. I mean, I know that sounds harsh, but it's like... Um, He's going to be the poster boy for every right-wing nutcase going forward instead of dealing with the the virus. I thank you for your thoughts, John. And uh, let me go to some more emails here that are coming in, pouring in. Stephen writes, these incidents feed right into the Republican narrative of Democrats as elitists. They better get their act together and make it clear they are working for regular people or they will continue to be in trouble at the national level. And another listener writes, goodness gracious, do we really want another politician who pretends not to be human, or can we model humanness, accept our mistakes, and build some muscles of forgiveness and tolerance? And Joe says, it's obvious we now have two classes, those who govern and the rest of us. And Tom writes, Governor Newsom and those California officials need to practice what they preach. This was idiocy. Now nobody is going to pay attention to the public health officials. Newsom has lost moral authority. We'll hear from more of you when we return. We're with Katie Orr, and we'll be with more of your calls. Stay tuned. You're listening to Forum on KQED Public Radio. I'm Michael Krasny. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. This is Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. We're talking about really two separate matters, but matters that have been to some extent uh, presented together of concern to citizens here in California. One is uh, photographs of uh, Governor Newsom and his wife at the French Laundry event, and the other is of legislators who went to Maui, California legislators. And uh, as I said, that's been criticized not only by many citizens, but by Senator Mike McGuire, who said we have to walk or talk or stay, walk the walk and or stay home. And Senator Mark Levine, who said it's a slap in the face to people who are taking the pandemic seriously. And you may want to add your voice to this. 
You can give us a call now at 866-733-6786 or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email us, forum at kqed.org. And here's Rachel in West Marin. Rachel, welcome. Take a minority view here and say this man has been phenomenal for eight months. He has been managing this pandemic, wildfires, dealing with Trump and all. And, I mean, we have a maniac in the White House who's doing all the shenanigans he's doing to topple democracy. And one dinner, I'm sorry, I think we all need to grow up and give this man a break. All right, Rachel, I thank you for that. And actually, in the spirit of her call, Katie, or some are saying, well, as contrasted to President Trump, Governor Newsom at least apologized and said, I made a mistake. It was a bad mistake. Absolutely. And I think that there are a lot of people who feel that way. And I think that, you know, um, the caller brings up a a good point. Um, The governor has really been on for um, eight months. Uh, And as she mentioned, not just COVID, but, you know, budget issues, a $54 billion budget deficit, trying to get more money out of the federal government, dealing with these wildfires. I mean, I will say there was a point this summer when we were all, I was thinking, you know, how does he keep going? Because he was having daily press conferences conferences and, um, you know, trying to make it, uh, you know, just trying to communicate as best he could uh, with the people of the state. So I do think, yes, he has done a lot. Um, It's just hard in this time, especially, again, given the timing of this event, when people are really feeling the sting of not being able to see their families, to see, uh, you know, and get together with their friends, to see this picture come out now. I think it maybe carries a little more weight than if it was like, you know, in the middle of the summer or something like that. But that is, yeah, but not to take away what he has done um, in terms of leading the state uh, for the past eight months. And we should mention we invited Governor Newsom. He declined uh, the segment. We also invited Senator Dodd and Senator Bigelow and Assemblyman Borgen. Uh, and uh, I'm going to invite Jamie Court to join us. Actually, Jamie Court never minces his words. He's been quoted about this in the Los Angeles Times, and he's president of the Consumer Watchdog Organization in Los Angeles. And welcome back to Forum. Pleasure to be here with you, Michael. Yeah, you, uh, like I say, don't miss your words. You said... Uh, this is an abomination with respect to the legislators uh, playing golf and going to hula shows and drinking Mai Tais. Uh, that's the word you used? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, this is in, in, in ordinary times, it's a horrible uh, way to go. This is a, an event sponsored by corporate lobbyists. Uh, I mean, oil, utility companies, and and it's, it's all sole purpose is to have, you know, FaceTime with these lobbyists, with these legislators. So for Senator Dodd, for example, it's who he was with, it, 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 even without COVID, and COVID makes it a, an abomination. But you know, the utilities sponsor that uh, that that uh, independent voter project uh, um, uh, forum. Uh, PG&E, Edison, and in fact, two years ago, they were having that event right when the wildfires were burning through California. So Senator Dodd, who was involved in the wildfire overhaul, should know better than to go to Hawaii during a pandemic to play golf with PG&E and Edison lobbyists. I mean, that that is a big part of it, is who they're with. And the governor was with the medical establishment lobbyists, uh, three of them. One of them, if you look at the picture of it, was like right on his ear. Uh, I have a lot of sympathy for the governor. I, I agree that he's done a great job, but he's got to change what he's doing because he was there with, uh, with uh, the president of the medical association, the medical association lobbyist, and the chief consultant uh, for the association, Jason Kinney, whose party it was. And what happens is um, this is 
this is the group of people who uh, dictate policy and they speak for the doctors. Doctors want people to stay home. Uh, the doctors shouldn't be represented in this way. And I think the governor really needs to now meet with injured patients who've been trying to change uh, things with the doctors uh, being in charge of, for instance, uh, uh, the medical malpractice system. We have an initiative uh, to up the cap on medical malpractice that is on the 2022 ballot. We need the governor to get involved and meet with patients. I, I think he, we can accept his apology, but he now has to turn around and shun these very people he was with and get involved with the people who weren't in that room because it, 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 said, it sends a bad signal anytime, even when it's not a pandemic that is an elite group of people making policy in the state. It certainly, uh, unfortunately, is a good catalyst to citizen cynicism. Jamie, always good to have you. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate your words on this. Jamie Court again is president and consumer watchdog in Los Angeles. Let's bring another caller in here. And again, we uh, have Katie Orr with us and we have Pam from Sebastopol as a caller. Pam, welcome. Thanks, Michael. Um, I think we should cut uh, Governor Newsom some slack. Uh, overall, as Rachel mentioned a couple of calls ago, he's doing a phenomenal job. These pandemic rules are really, really hard. And, you know, we do our best. We're doing our best. And even with the best of intentions, sometimes we make a mistake. I did it myself and felt awful about it. Um, I think let's watch the governor going forward and let's see if maybe he learned this really, really hard lesson from French Laundry. And I think the French Laundry story, unfortunately, is eclipsing the Maui story, which is the real outrage. Okay. Thank you for that, Pam. I'm glad you weighed in here as well. I want to read some more emails that are coming in. Uh, ben writes, Yesterday I was going door-to-door -door sharing information on getting free testing. It's crushing to hear about the governor's behavior. It's a slap in the face to all who are t taking on real risk. On the other hand, here's Kyler who says, If you look at the pictures, the space looks fairly open. This is nothing compared to a Trump rally. This feels like people are grasping for something to be outraged at. What do you think about that, Katie Orr? I mean... <laughs> Uh, they were shoulder to shoulder. There were almost no masks. I'm talking about the French laundry again. Mm -hmm. But uh, the governor said they were outdoors. And here's a listener who says, well, this is nothing compared to a Trump rally. Again, the contrast. Well, you know, it's so interesting. I was just reading Twitter and someone said the governor knows better. The president does not. That makes Newsom more culpable than Trump. I mean, I think you could argue that the president should know better and did know better. But they are making the point that the governor had been trying to take this more seriously um, than than the president had been. And that's what makes this maybe uh, perhaps harder, harder to take. Um, but yes, you know, and to be to be fair, we haven't heard heard of any cases linked to the governor's dinner, um, you know, coming from that, as we have heard about the Trump rallies, and there aren't there weren't thousands of people, I think there were about 12. Um, but they were seated, seated pretty close together. And there were, you know, it definitely exceeds the governor's um, uh, guidelines that you shouldn't mix with more than three households outside. Um, so there were more than three households there. So uh, again, perhaps not as bad as a thousand person rally but not not a great look and here's joanne in sonoma joanne welcome to forum you're on the air joanne are you there hello yeah go ahead hello? you're on the air yes ma'am you're on the air the, thank you your reporter's last comment about perhaps not as good of a look uh not as bad of a situation as a thousand person rally really goes to my point which is i think this is totally exaggerated I'm really shocked at the local press for making such a huge deal of this. We don't rely on Newsom as our answer for how to protect ourselves and our family. We rely on science. 
Thank you. All right. I thank you for that call. In fact, we're getting those kind of uh, comments that we just heard. Uh, this is um, a listener named Eric who says, you really fault the governor for saying yes to an invitation of the French Laundry? The governor has been doing a great job on the pandemic and wildfires. You and the media, I'm not sure who he means by that, are hyping this, and that's the only reason it's getting attention. Kathy, on the other hand, says, I'm a diehard Democrat, but I'm so angry about the governor's actions. If you can't model good behavior in a pandemic, then who is going to? And another listener tweets, I don't care too much about Newsom, French Laundry story. Yes, it's hypocritical, just like Pelosi's salon visit. We have so many other important things to worry about. And Harvey says, I sure hope the dinner was tasty. It cost him the presidency. Here's Kevin in San Francisco. Kevin, you're on the air. I'm a community advocate that works around homeless issues in San Francisco. And I do want to say, despite the image of Newsom at the party, we do support him because we're in a pandemic of epic proportions dealing with homelessness and the coronavirus. And the governor has showed incredible leadership despite the epidemic that we're dealing with. We do value his decision and it has impacted the community in a, in a different way. Otherwise, we would be you know, it would be more even out of control if it wasn't for the leadership of the governor. So despite that, I think what he's doing at the state level has impacted the community despite the, the epidemic that we're dealing with. It could be way worse if Newsom wasn't in leadership. All right, Kevin, I thank you for that call and thank all of you who called in and sent emails in. And uh, thank you, Katie Orr. Always good to have you aboard. You're welcome. Thank you. Katie Orr, again, is KQED politics and government reporter for the station. This is Barbara Leslie, president of the Oakland Port Commission. Oakland International Airport, OAK, is proud to bring you this podcast of KQED's Forum. When you're choosing your next adventure, the smart and convenient choice is to fly the East Bay Way from OAK to destinations across the USA and Mexico. And when you return home, tune in to KQED, always bringing us remarkable stories about who we are and where we live. Enjoy today's episode of Forum. I'm what you might call very good at hide-and-seek. And since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my super-secret hiding spots. So I can kill time in here by streaming my favorite... Ha! Found ya. How? You left to find my tablet on. Get wall-to-wall Wi-Fi on the Xfinity 10G network. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Hey, John Favreau here. There's no shortage of political takes in 2024, but quantity doesn't cut it. We need a better conversation about the latest biggest election of our lives. On Pod Save America, me and my co-host cut through the noise to help you figure out what matters and how you can help. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday, Pod Save America is breaking down the political news that makes us laugh, cry, and snap our laptops in half. Expensive year for laptops. Make sure to check out new episodes of Pod Save America on your favorite podcast platform or our YouTube channel now.